sounds normal to me. Check, 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 check. Are you done playing with that? No, no. I want to wear them. I want to see what it's like for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Did you see him? He got all stressed out. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I normally wear the headphones, but you know. Yeah, cool. but like, what's after it's set up? Is there any reason for you to need to wear the headphones? Not really. So then, does it matter if I wear the headphones or you? I just, you know, need to make sure that. that Dog barking in the background isn't. It's picking too it much. up. Yeah. Pretty annoying, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? Plow through. Yeah. The game is we are. It's just part of the elements, and that that thing's kind of flapping still. I try to get that. It's not picking that up at all, really. No, it's not. No. It's catching the wind. So. That's oh, it's keeping the wind noise out at least. So. Is it? Well, there's like a. It almost sounds like it's picking up cars driving. By. A faint, a faint noise. Yeah, just listen. Listen. Do you hear it? I can. Yes. I think it's. It's just kind of like an ambient, like background noise, though. It's obvious it's like that we're outdoors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Roughing it clearly. But it just kind of sounds like we're near a freeway. Is what I'm. We're saying. roughing it. We're not near a freeway. Can I hand yeah. you the marijuana pipe? <laughs> Can you please pass me the cannabis? <laughs> okay. I want to see this. what this is like for you. Which is weird, because like, there's not really any noise around us that would make that. <laughs> but yeah, it must I just, guess maybe it's unless it's the cars on the, on the road. It must just be the wind. Because the wind is kind of blowing. Yeah, way. it looks like it's kind of blowing this way right now. Yeah. It just speaks to the quality of the microphones. Picks up so much. Yes. (laughs) It's picking up stuff I can't hear without the headphones. (laughs) (laughs) You should you should rub your um, yeah. If you ever wondered what it's like to brush up against my face, this is what it sounds like. Okay. This is what Haley's crotch sounds like. Oh my god! No! I don't know what Mike's doing, but I think he's jacking off. <laughs> Are we going to play this game? <clears throat> Playing well, the game. I thought before we got into the game of freedom of speech, we'd talk about Mike. Who? Shin. <laughs> Mike who? Mike Shin. Not okay. Mike Jones? All you millennial, pre-millennial kids out there? How's levels on mic one? Check hello, your mic. Hello, hello, hello. Check, check. Is he good? One, He's two. He's good. He's yeah. good. Just All talk right. normally. All right. All right. How's mic three? Check one, two. One, two, three. <coughs> How's mic two? <coughs> mic two? Everything sounds pretty good. Okay, good. Wait, am I mic two? Yes. 
I think I'm one, yes. You guys sound good. Okay, right. how do you sound? I sound... sort of... muffled. Could that be because... you're camping? Maybe. We're out in the wilderness roughing it. Quote-unquote camping. <laughs> we're sleeping in a tent. We're it's camping. We're amongst the trees, if and you will. And RVs. And the suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Toilets on wheels. Hanging out in Capground by the lake in Lake Tahoe. It's like an annual trip. This is like our third time here, right? Second. Yep. Second, second year. Yep. With the Mike Shin crew. Camp by the way, debauchery. Mike right. Shin. He's our guest today. What's up? He's a uh, longtime friend of the show. How many years? Five? Uh, almost five years now. Actually, yeah. It'll be five years in October, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. Exactly, yeah. And this all started because you work for a company that we've done work with um, through Rad Radio. and Yeah, you guys did a show at our one of our venues, and you know we just kind of met one, one day when you guys were checking in the hotel because I worked at the VIP registration. And yeah, and then we kind of kept in contact after that, and here we are five years later. A lot of memories, a lot of fun. Keeping it strong. Yeah. And sure. so it's, we don't just hang out when it comes to work events. We've actually grown to become friends outside of yeah, work. I've stayed at your guys' house. Yes, I you have. I know your animals. I know, I know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird because we end up having less stuff when you leave every time. It's like you pack things in with your own stuff. And... That's funny, yeah. but actually not true because we still have one of your towels at our house. Oh, yeah, so we're collecting oh, your so stuff. You usually leave something. <laughs> you guys something. should have brought that here. Yeah, I forgot one for this trip. Yeah. <laughs> so what... Uh, what what have you been up to lately? I know that you've dabbled into a uh, kind of a new. Well, would you say it's a career path? Or uh, is it I, kind of like a hobby? I hope you... I hope that it is. It kind of started as something that was just a hobby, um, and I guess it was kind of born out of um, it was born out of like being in a at a, a mental emotional rock bottom. Um, you guys know the specifics behind what happened, but. Just for me personally, a lot of things with my career and then also my personal life and a relationship ending, which can be a difficult thing to deal with just under normal circumstances. But, I mean, under the circumstance I think that I was in, I thought that this was the person that I was going to end up spending the rest of my life with. And then it just kind of blew up. Uh, I don't want to say unbeknownst because there was a lot of things that were... And we're kind of leading to it, and sometimes you get into that denial of. Like, oh yeah, you can't see the forest for the trees. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to believe that things yeah. are going the way they are, and then eventually one day it all catches up to you. Yeah. And which sucks because then it's like. Ugh. Yeah. And so, like, th- like there, there's no bad way, or there, I should say, there's no good way to end a relationship most no. of the time. Um, especially when one person's still more invested, which happened to be me in this particular instance. I was more invested than. Mm -hmm. the other person was and so that takes a little bit more of a toll on you and then there was also some things going on career wise and professional wise that I felt like I had kind of got stonewalled in too so it was just you know know, confluence of things that happened and then eventually you're just like damn you know like like it seems like the world's conspiring against you but sometimes when you're in those low points is when you know like I hate I hate cliches but you know like when one door closes another one opens kind of deal so um I have a friend who's a therapist. He's He's got his master's degree in family therapy, and he's going to get his doctorate soon. Very close friend of mine for the last several years. 
And he gave me the idea to you know, just write out a list of things that would make you happy, that would you know, fulfill you, you know, to pull you out of the, the yeah. spot that you're in. Yeah. And a lot of it actually surrounded around this I thought you know like a lot of camping trips because that's you know like I've been on several trips with you guys you know that's things that makes me happy fulfills me mm-hmm. um, also like fitness and going to the gym that was something that really like caught on to me for a while and then I, literally I made the list and I look back at it the very bottom of the list is a bullet point that I had which was stand-up comedy which kind of seems a little out of left field but it's something that I've always wanted to do something that like I've always idolized comedians like Chris Rock, Louis C.K. Hold on, folks. <laughs> We're in the outdoors. Uh-oh. Bear with us. Nature this is, is, is Nature. having a moment. It's not like when we were at the lake and we could actually see the ripples coming through the, uh, yeah. the water. And this isn't a sound stage. We're not faking this. We're actually camping. We're, we're this on is the real life. Like, I can smell the campfire right now rolling yeah. in. <laughs> and uh, so just because... In total honesty, I I didn't think that this would be something that you would dab, that you would pursue because I mean I know you would be a funny guy. We've we have the same tastes and and comedians. We've been to plenty of comedy shows together. And There's, uh, Jim Jeffries, Bill Burr. And oh yeah, we John have a picture. Mulaney, yeah, yeah one of my and Jim Jeffries. And one of my most favorite gifts that we've ever I've ever gotten huh? is the complete collection of uh mitch oh yeah the mitch hedberg, hedberg, hedberg is vinyls. one of my favorites of all it's time. like a collection of six or seven like five five or six discs in one pack it's like a whole box set of mitch hedberg's uh complete recorded works and it was like one of the most thoughtful gifts because mitch hedberg is such a influence to me and I've, I love, I've loved yeah. Mitch Hedberg. I know we, we've him. had a lot of discussions too with Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. I think like we were going to comedy shows and mm-hmm. we were like you know it's, too, it's a shame we couldn't see somebody like Mitch Hedberg because that would exactly. be awesome to see yeah. live. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, that's a shame. So if you don't know who Mitch Hedberg is, is he was a comedian and he actually died on April 1st and people thought he pulled an Andy Kaufman yeah. and they didn't believe it so there's still rumors out it's, that he's not actually dead. It sounds like something Mitch Hedberg would do. It, yes. But like <laughs> not at the same time because he is admittedly one of the laziest people so <laughs> I don't so, think. Yeah. <laughs> so he left too soon unfortunately yeah. but his yeah. work lives on and it's truly inspirational and, and because of that you know connection I thought as soon as I saw you starting to make your circuits and doing open mic nights, I thought, this is the real deal. You're doing it. And I was so proud to see you doing something like that because it is not easy to it's, do. It, it's it's not. And, like, part, part of the process is, like, I don't know if I drowned it out just because my mind was so distracted on, like, other things that I was still personally going through at the time. But I just got the idea to do it because I was actually listening to some other podcasts, like Bill Burr's podcast, where mm-hmm. he talks a lot about the behind-the-scenes stuff of, like, how he came up in comedy. And then there's another one that uh, another favorite comedian of mine, uh, Anthony Jeselnik, does with his best friend Greg Rosenthal. I'm sorry for telling yeah. you that I hated him earlier. I know, yeah. <laughs> I apologize, <laughs> but fine. I speak the truth that I stand that, by That's my... the beauty, though, of comedy, is it's subjective, though. It like, is. one person loves one, like, I like I despise Bo Burnham, but I know plenty of people love Bo yeah, Burnham. Yeah, but I would have I'm been... not saying that he's a bad comic, I'm just saying he's not to I, my taste. No, me neither. I get his appeal, but See, it's just not for me. See, we agree on that. So. We agree on that. <laughs> I just would have been pissed if, like, Joe Coy or, like, Russell Peters popped up and you were like, I hate that guy, click. Yeah, I'd have been like, right. uh, reevaluation of friendship. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so easy to take it personal, it's too, it. because know, comedy I'm resonates here. so strongly with some people. Yeah. It's like, once you, like, badmouth the one person that I like, 
And no, we got yeah, some. Oh, oh, how could you hey. say that? Yeah. Yeah, right. I didn't realize we were this far off. So how so how long now have you been um, pursuing? Are you pursuing it? Or is this like just a kind of a is this I'm, a hobby? I'm what? absolutely. I want to pursue this as far as it'll go because yeah. it's kind of one of those things that's just kind of it just it grabbed me and it's had such an, like an intrinsic kind of uh, reaction in myself and then yeah. also like the things that it's kind of inspired me to do now like. Like, I was kind of at a point where I was stagnant in my life, and I wasn't, like, happy with the direction it was going, but I also didn't have the motivation to want to change it up until I found doing stand-up. And it was just kind of one of those things, like, when I did it for the first time, I thought it was just going to be, like, you know, I'm doing this just to check the box, just to say, like, I can feel better about myself because I did this. Right, like, you stood up and gave a speech, like, okay, I I tackled a demon, I conquered a fear, and, And like, move on. And, I yeah, I spent about two or three weeks just writing things that I thought would work as, like, as material Mm -hmm. and just kind of fine-tuning it and like I'm sure now like I didn't record any of my stuff when I first started out like, I'm sure if I listened to it now it would be complete dog shit but like <laughs> you gotta start so, like, somewhere yeah but you like know? you know like there was obviously enough there because the host of the very first open mic that I did a good friend of mine named Luke uh came up to me afterwards and was like you know like, oh how long have you been doing this man and I was like this is literally the first time I've ever done this anywhere, you know? And, and he told me, hey, I think there's something there. Like, you have some potential. I think you should keep at this. And at that point in my life, that's really all the encouragement that I needed to go forward with it. And so yeah. I started writing a lot more. I made about, I, it would have been about 11 pages printed out of just, just random thoughts that I thought would translate into uh-huh. comic material. And then eventually you start working it out at open mics and open mics are kind of a test to uh, comics because you're not always going to get the reactions that you hear like on a Netflix special or like, right. a comedy CD like most of the people that are there are other comics or people that just happen to be at whatever random bar the open mic is at that night so they might not be expecting to hear comedy or you know they're right. they're not in the mindset of like oh I'm going to be open minded um, to listen to things and it's yeah. you're it's funny you mentioned that cuz there, there's times where I'll listen to like a stand up bit and I'll be in a crappy mood and it's like not funny I'm like this is fucking rid- I'm like a f- offended and then like 3 days later I'll hear it again I'll be like laughing my ass off going what was wrong with me so yeah. It, yeah. It, the mood has to definitely be right I wonder how many of those specials get filmed that they pluck the best reaction from the audience. Like, that's the one that gets one chosen. One of the, the, the industry things that I figured out is most of the time when you see, like, a Netflix special or something, it's it's been filmed at least twice. Right. And so they'll get the best... Because, you know, the, the, the performer wears the same exact outfit, yeah. you know, and it's the same exact theater, and right. they're telling the same exact materials, and then just whatever night they got the best reaction of that joke, then that's what gets yeah. edited into the final product. Yeah. So. Oh, there's the wind again. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and that's just that's just industry stuff now. There's to make it so that it's <clears throat> so that it's a constant for at least that comic, so that it appears that they're getting the biggest laughs all the time well, on the biggest jokes. I, it's not just that though. It's like you because go to the studio. Special. Well, yeah, but like you go to the studio and record a song. How many times do you go through that song till you find a version that you're like, this is the version that I like the most? Right. And you know, maybe it has to do with the way he they hit the jokes and the way that they get through the stories and like they just hit their stride and yeah. that was the one. Well, there's a difference between a band going in and recording a studio track to uh, for one of their songs on an album and a stand-up comedian performing 
live stand-up in front of a live audience. So they pull certain reactions at certain times right. and they edit it all together so that it, it looks like in one seamless package that all of their jokes landed they're, they're, and, and each one got the best reaction. Um, and these comics, they'll, they'll practice their routines on a, a tour for probably you know months if not Several years months, yeah, yeah um, i know this and I then just... and then they'll be like okay this is going to be the time I'm gonna film it and so i feel like i've got all my jokes fine-tuned and there's a difference between um doing a open mic for what a minute to five minutes mm-hmm. uh, versus an hour and a half long special like a kevin hart or you know yeah. Bill Burr or something. exactly it's all super fascinating, though, the process that it takes because you have to start somewhere. And yeah. those open mic nights are the, the best places to work out new, fresh material because there's zero like expectations. It's not like you're paying a ticket to go laugh your ass off at, at uh, Joe Coy or you know an Eddie Izzard show because you're paying money to laugh. So, of course, you're going to go in with that mindset, I'm going to laugh. Right. Because I paid for it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you go to an open mic night and it's like, well, make me laugh. Make me laugh. I yeah. dare you. something funny. funny I right? dare yeah. you. Yeah. So there's true. like, there's a different pressure. And so it really pushes you to be a little bit more on your game. Give yeah. you a little bit more edge. And I, the thing, the, mo- the biggest thing I noticed, um, cause like you said, the open mics are a lot of a different environment. And a lot of the time it's other comics that are. A, they're not going to laugh at it because they have the complex of self-preservation, basically, of, like, they don't want to make somebody seem better than they are because, you know, we're all in the same spot, basically, for performing at an open mic. And then, you know, the second part of it is a lot of them have heard the material already because you're working a lot of the same stuff out, like you said, over and over and over again. So mm-hmm. people have probably heard this several times already, so they know the punchline that's coming already. Mm-hmm. It's not going to have that element of surprise that makes people laugh. Right. So hold tell on, me. Hold on. <laughs> After the- this is the big one that takes this is the George Clooney one that maybe, it was a, away. maybe it was a bad Somewhere. idea to put up the sand, the, the screen here yeah <laughs> well, there's I, like, it was working earlier. Well, the wind, I think, kind of changed Someone somewhere lost an easy up, I'm sure. <laughs> somewhere an easy up has been lost. Yeah, kind of like at the beach today, somebody almost lost one. Yeah. <laughs> you probably should have strapped that down a little bit better, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is excellent effect. This is like giving people a chance to, like, go get some water, go use the bathroom. Yes. This is the intermission part. Oh. Right, broadcast. Take a breath. Yes, that's right. Take it easy. We'll be back in five, four, three, two, one. So tell me about your first experience doing stand-up comedy. How was it? Like, were, were you... Was your butt clenched up? It was, were like... you to shit your pants? I, 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 like, I probably might have subconsciously and didn't realize it, but... Um, <laughs> For me, actually, the biggest thing that I was worried about going in was, like, screwing up as far as, like, forgetting something, like, forgetting a punchline or forgetting a setup kind of thing. I wasn't so much focused on, like, there's people watching me or there's people looking at me. It's like the equivalent of dead air. It's just, like, yeah. standing there not knowing what to say. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the biggest part I was afraid of. Um, going into the open mic, I kind of had what they call an adrenaline blackout the first time I did a... Uh, an open mic just like I remember that I hit all the points I was supposed to hit like people were laughing I was feeling good like and then like, like I don't remember a goddamn thing I said while I was up there you so, watch the like, video playback you're wow. like you're like at the fetal position on the stage right? like, <laughs> I could have been up there just like having a spasm for five minutes for all that I know yeah and then the first time I performed in a theater um, the Pioneer Theater in Reno um, 
it was actually a decent it was on a Thursday night and we had about 60 people on a Thursday night which is that'd be an awesome crowd on a Friday night for most comedy clubs and we had this on a Thursday night um, and it was just kind of the same thing like I was pacing back and forth just like trying to remember all the things I'm supposed to hit and just kind of focusing on the timing the delivery because that's that's gold as far as mm -hmm. comedy like you could tell a joke and if you have a shitty setup for it or you know you don't deliver it with the right timing then it's the difference between kind of like <laughs> or like you know somebody's side split laughing falling right. out of their chair kind of deal yeah mm -hmm. so that was more what I was focused on and then as soon as I got out there and the first time I did a line that normally doesn't land with comics landed in a live room and people were laughing and I actually had to take a longer beat because people were still laughing that's when I realized like okay like all this work is actually paying off so, nice. Yeah. nice it's almost like riding a wave at that point right yeah. like you you've done all the work you've done all the practice you know all the motions yeah like and you, you just sit there and you're like okay this you're, you're, is the you're reason why in your i do material, and a lot of the material going off of is other comics coming up to you afterwards going like hey that bit you did about whatever that bit you did about netflix was good or that mm -hmm. bit you did about r kelly was really funny like mm -hmm. you know keep going with that like maybe say this instead of this you know so and just, just you keep tweaking it until you find something that's repeatable and can constantly get laughs and constantly entertain people so that's that's the whole that's the science as far as i know it now being about six to seven months into it so. nice so where can people see you now like are you are you playing frequently i know i i follow you personally on social media so i know you're busy all the time yeah I, so like where i yeah i six months ago when i started out on this i would never expect it to be just even in the spot that i'm in now just kind of in the local circuit i figured that's something that takes a little bit of time and you got to earn your way into that kind of deal and which still part of that is true and I'm very fortunate that I've been able to make the relationships with people that I have so far. Um, the main gig that I've scored now is uh, Reno Tahoe Comedy at Pioneer Underground. Uh, they do shows Thursday through Saturday there at the Pioneer Underground which is in downtown Reno for the locals that know. Um, for the people out of town, uh, it's just across the big Virginia Street Bridge there downtown Reno. <laughs> Why did nobody listen to me? I'm over here like, hold on. <laughs> we'll have to repeat that Look, part. I actually handed Brandon the, the headphones. The airplane? To put them on, like, and he went like this. <laughs> I tried so hard, you guys. I'm sorry. You deserve to get that started over. <laughs> Just wait a minute. So Search and Rescue is looking for little Timmy, who, who might have possibly drowned in Lake Tahoe. Right, and nobody yes. wanted to listen to the woman. If, if there was any 6 o'clock news story from South Tahoe, it was not us. We were here this whole time. I got in trouble for interrupting. No, you didn't. <laughs> and from the top in three. <laughs> 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 it's just so funny because he just goes. Well, because like I, I, yeah, I saw her doing like the thing, like, hey. <laughs> you just talking? But I was in the middle of talking, me. though, so I was like, do I stop? Like, yeah, what do I do? No, like, I'm the one with the headphones on, going, wait. <laughs> uh, that was funny. <laughs> so, where can people see you perform? Are, are you? Do you have like a a set place? Nope. Stop. Stop, collaborate, Edit. and listen. Oh, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Take three. Okay, all right. <clears throat> Can you hand me the... The Take Tahoe that. Blue Vodka? I wasn't sure. Tahoe... Why is it so quiet? <laughs> check, one, two, check, 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 check. 
check one two check 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 one two check it check 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 Whatever. <laughs> plane fucked everything up. What's that? I said that plane fucked everything plane up. Plane fucked with the flow. We gotta start all the way from the top. <laughs> <laughs> People are so unprofessional. So uncouth. Check. Check, 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 check. Check one, two. Check one, two. Check one, two. Check one, two. <laughs> <laughs> Check one, two, check one, two, check. Oh, it's this one. Mm, what a concept. Ah, shit. Check one, two. So where can people see Mike Shin, the comedian? Uh, so primarily right now, my main gig is at the Pioneer Underground uh, for Reno Tahoe Comedy. Um, for the Reno locals, they'll know that is the Pioneer Underground right next to the Pioneer Theater in downtown Reno. For everybody else, uh, I guess the best point of reference is the big Virginia Street Bridge downtown Reno there. It's right on the other side of it there is the Pioneer Theater and the place right off to the left with like the seedy staircase that goes down to the abyss. That's the Pioneer <laughs> Underground. Um, we do shows Thursday through Saturday. We always have national headlining comedians and then local schmucks like me get to open for these national headliners which is an awesome opportunity for us and a lot of ex great experience for us to gain a lot of uh advice that they'll throw out sometimes That's so nice. who, who yeah. have you opened for so far um the first show that i did was for a uh, dat fan who won actually the first season of last comic standing wow. he beat out uh, ralphie may if you remember that somebody's about to be arrested Hold on. oh yeah that's right there's been a there, lot there, of police activity up there, here this weekend. I was going to say, yeah. I, I thought Tahoe was like a quiet, calm, chill place, I oh, guess. Busy yeah. place. That's right. Is that an ambulance or is that a cop car? That might be an ambulance. Might be an ambulance. Yeah. Somebody had a little too much fun at Zephyr Cove today. So okay, Dat. the fire truck. So yeah. Dat Fan. Yes, Dat Fan was the first uh, comic that I opened for. That's and awesome. he won the first season yeah, of uh, Last Comic Standing. Um, he beat out Ralphie May in that first season, which, you know, I think Ralphie May ended up having a little bit better of a career before he ultimately met his demise also prematurely. So. He is so funny. I he love was, Ralphie He was May amazing. So but, um, and, so sad. And, and, and Dat Fan is amazing, too. So, like, it just speaks to how well both of those guys perform. Um, and he brought the house down both nights that I opened for it. Like, I almost kind of felt inadequate <laughs> in a way. And, like, you know, because, wow. like, I had my five minutes and I did pretty well. I got some laughs. And then Dat Fan went out there and just killed it for 45 minutes. Wow. So. But having that experience to open up for somebody like that, I bet, just felt so good no, and he probably learned a bunch right yeah absolutely and uh, a couple other headliners um uh justin ruppel who did the voice of uh, tough nut in how to train your dragon oh, okay for a kids movie i guess for all the people that got chillins out there to go to see that he was the voice of tough nut and he was he was doing the tough nut voice like backstage and everything like he was still cracking people up i saw him do it for a couple of fans as well too you know That's sent cool. videos to their kids you know who had seen the movie sure yeah, yeah. yep um steven michael Cazada, who played uh, agent gomez in brandon's favorite show Breaking Bad. Love that show. Yep. Yep. And it turns out that he's actually a county commissioner in uh, New Mexico as well, too. So he's living like a triple life. Wow. Yeah, actor, politician, and comedian. So I had no idea. And he ended up being really funny, right? Oh, yeah. He, oh, he was the same thing. Like, he killed it. Yeah. Agent Gomez in Breaking Bad, he didn't seem to be the most funniest guy He, he didn't in the world. seem like, you know, a guy that has a big sense of humor. Yeah. You but know, and, there's, a, there's a trend in Breaking Bad. 
it's it's got people that would you normally associate with funny things, right? Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Brian Cranston who was Malcolm notoriously fr- fr- funny from yeah. uh, Malcolm the, in the Middle. The dad, yeah, exactly. And then uh, <laughs> you've got Bill Burr who was also a guest in, uh, in that show as yep. well. Can we, can we admit that the tidy whities on Brian Cranston came about before Breaking Bad, like that was his signature move. Oh yeah, I think I think that had that had been influenced from his Malcolm in the Middle yeah, days for sure. Absolutely. I, I mean, Brian Cranston in Tidy Whities is like probably one of those things that is like a demand. That might have been like in his project. Yeah, exactly. Contract. Yeah, like this is where need, he shines. I need at least four scenes of being Tidy Whities for this season. Yeah. <laughs> Though he's much better than that now, but yeah. I think that definitely is his signature move. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's just crazy because Breaking Bad is such a you know starkly dark show, and especially him really where dark... he's playing an agent in that show. Yeah, yeah and, and and so you wouldn't think that yeah. Agent Gomez would be, and then he's uh, out comedian. there doing jokes about the Mexican border wall that's like killing. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're wow. white, Mexican, black, whatever. You know, everybody was laughing at his jokes about that. So, mm-hmm. and so do you, what's what's next for you? I, other than the Reno Tahoe Comedy Club, what what's next? Do you think? Um, well, you know, is you, you don't want to grow up, I guess, too fast in this in this as far like with anything really, because you want to be able to gather experience. So, the stage that I'm at right now, I definitely want to be able to continue developing not just the material that I have now, but gaining that experience through the stage time and then any advice that other people because sometimes when people are listening to it with fresh ears and they're not attached to it as far as they came to see the show whether it's other performers or the headliners or uh, the people that work at the club because you know anybody can come up to you afterwards and say like hey I really liked your joke about this but Mm -hmm. you know if you added this to this or you could find a way to add this other element into it that might take that joke to the next level and a lot of the advice just with anything you do have to take with a grain of salt because the advice that they give you might not necessarily be good for your style because like we were talking about earlier everybody's comedic style is different so if you're more of a sarcastic style comedian then maybe things that are more relatable or more that seem more genuine might not work for you whereas if you're going for that genuine you know authentic mm-hmm. kind of approach and then if you do things that seem too, too sarcastic or cynical then people it just kind of turns it off from the style of which you've already dictated basically right. so it's all it's all a lot about knowing who your audience is and in this stage of your career as a comedian you don't really know what your audience is right you, you never yeah you never know exactly like we've had shows where there's you know people dancing in the rows during intermission you know during you know getting ready for right. the shows and then like there's other times where people look stone-faced and there's kind of got that look on like all right you know like like you were saying like all right make me laugh say something right. funny yeah. kind of deal and then there's other times where people do have that hard face and then you, as soon as you crack a joke about something then you know they it kind of breaks that tension and they start laughing and then you kind of have more credibility at, at that point once you've gained that that trust with the audience i think a lot of comedians uh goals at least if you want to be as a mass appeal as possible and make as much money as possible you know you want to be the next Jerry Seinfeld or the, you know the next mm-hmm. big name in comedy you want to be as mass appeal as possible but you also don't want to get so big headed so early in the game that you lose sight of that and you get too big for your britches you start thinking you're big yeah you're yeah and <laughs> so where where do you find yourself finding that mass appeal 
voice or do you kind of see yourself being more of a niche comedian I guess this is a long form question of me fi- trying is, to say yeah, it. it is thank where, you for putting me on the spot I where you, that. <laughs> where is your audience like who do you tell jokes to I think like I think my style is more of the the cynical, sarcastic approach because that's kind of what's been morphed through my life experiences, um, as you know. But um, I guess everybody else listening is like I was in the military for six years, and so a lot of people in the military tend to have that sarcastic kind of dry, almost you know, well, a- absolutely dark sense of humor. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of times you're out there, you know, for hours on end with the same people the same things and you either get sick of each other or you just you start to know what makes people laugh or you know certain things about that person or certain traits about them certain aspects of their life and you can make fun of them and just got a bullshit to make light of what might be a very shitty situation yeah and so and and like the crazy thing i think about that too is um the most like diverse experience i've ever had was in the military you know because like it didn't matter whether you were if you were white like me if you were black if you were asian you know you're all in that same position together when you're in the military and you can find a lot of common grounds on things that are funny to everybody so Mm -hmm. i think that's kind of where i i started with that because a lot of people can relate to certain things like everybody's in relationships you know Mm -hmm. like everybody has life experiences experiences that have let them down everybody's had things that they've you know gotten excited about and it wasn't exactly what they thought it was going to turn out to be so that's the kind of things that shaped my life and the kind of things that I try to portray and then also there's a commentary aspect of it of Mm -hmm. you're hanging out with your friends and you see something and you're like oh do you see like could you imagine if this was this way or you know like sure yeah I don't want to I don't want to (laughs) like I don't want to give away the the goose too much of like my approach to things but like you know, like, just conversations that you would have with somebody, you know, like, you see, like, somebody drunk out on the street, and it's like, oh, yeah, could you imagine, like, you know, like, if so-and-so got drunk, and they did that, like, what that situation would be like, you know, so. So, do you mind sharing your story about the military, and... and Oh, absolutely, Which branch did you serve in? Um, I was in the United States Army for uh, six years, uh, from 2006 to 2012. Thank you for your service. Oh, thank you very much. Um, and oddly enough, I do like one of the, the original stories that I developed for a bit was about when I uh, joined the army. Um, there was a situation in the recruiter's office that would have only happened in that particular time in 2006 because you know it was a vastly different time back then. Of you know we had two wars going on at the same time, Iraq and Afghanistan, and so the army. I don't want to say they were desperate for people, but they were kind of desperate for people so you know that and it's it's not you know it's it's a public fact you know they 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 lowered a lot of the standards as far as like how old you could be to get in and if you could have visible tattoos and you know if you've had prior convictions on your record or if you only have a GED versus a high school diploma so a lot of the older veterans might be able to uh, resonate with that because a lot of people got in under those circumstances and they could still be into this day. You know, it's only 15 years ago. So, right, right. You know, and maybe a little bit before that, kind of the 9-11 era veterans are kind of getting up to that 20-year mark now to where they're probably getting close to retiring. So mm-hmm. it was just, it was a different world back then. And, you know, just out of the need, you know, they they took some people that might not have normally met the the regular traditional standards that we knew of the military that they've kind of gotten back to now since things have calmed down a little bit as far as the two areas of conflict that were big back then Iraq Mm -hmm. and Afghanistan but 
I kind of joined the army at a at a interesting time in the history of the world where it was right before everything was about to go off as far as the surge in Iraq and then the surge in Afghanistan and this was pre uh, Osama bin Laden assassinate or when they caught Osama bin Laden I don't know the right way to to to, to word that without offending anybody but um, you know that was 2011 and that was right about the time I was getting out of the military too so that was um, that was I that was definitely a big day as far as the history of the world but also the military because that kind of changed I think the the way people perceived a lot of the conflicts you know because he was always the poster child of like the the war on terrorism and the number one terrorist and so when that came out that he had been he had been killed in Pakistan then you know that that was kind of what what led the charge I think for a lot of the conflicts to draw down a little bit as far as you know, there wasn't as much of a presence in those countries then, and there still is now to this day. I have friends that are still in the military that get deployed to Kuwait, that um, end up seeing some time in the uh, in country still in Iraq. So I'm not sure about Afghanistan. I've never been there, but so what? What was uh, what was your function? What did you do? Um, I personally, I was a radio operator. Yeah. Um, so I was like the geek, you know, the little nerd, the Star Wars nerd. Sweet. I, I can't do that voice, yeah. You did I'll the be, radio, so you were in the Navy. Yeah. Or I mean, I'm sorry, the, the Army. The Army. Big difference. Satellites in the sky. That's so sweet. <laughs> so that was uh, the, the reason I actually chose that job, and I think a lot of uh, people that join the military can uh resonate with this as well is it was the job that offered the biggest bonus at the time oh, so. okay All right. and i don't want to say that dictates a lot of people's decisions when they join the military but it certainly did for me and i know a lot of but other I'm people say but i think a, a lot of people definitely did yeah you know like because like i i had experience with computers but like i wasn't like passionate about it like mm -hmm. i never wanted to be like a network engineer or anything like that and i met a lot of people that did but i also met a lot of people that were like hey i got five thousand dollars more in bonus money to mm -hmm. choose this job over being a tanker or being right. whatever you know so right. so forgive me if i'm wrong but weren't you a paratrooper too I did, yes. I went to airborne school in uh, Fort Benning, which the uh, rest of my Army veterans will know is a very godforsaken place. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like, uh, like people do have very uh, uh, pointed opinions on certain military bases, and that's kind of like an inner, I guess, military thing. So mm -hmm. Fort Benning, though, is the home of the infantry for uh, everybody that's been in the Army knows. That's um, the main base where the infantry soldiers get trained, and it's also the home of Ranger School. And it's also the home of airborne school as well, too. Um, and airborne school is three weeks. And the first two weeks, you literally learn how to fall on the ground. Mm -hmm. I wish I was making that up, but I'm not. <laughs> wow. you, you learn how to fall in a safe manner. So, you yeah. know, because you're jumping out of a perfectly good airplane with yeah. just a parachute attached to you. So, you know, you're, you, you basically go where the wind takes you with the, the, the parachutes that the Army has. And the so. parachutes <laughs> that the Army has don't have those little nifty cords that you can if, steer with, If right? you get into, like, certain uh, certain units, like special operations units, they do have the, uh, the parachutes that have the steerable toggles. But yeah. for the most part, it's just those straps on the uh, on the parachute that you pull and it changes your course a little bit but not that much it 
what they teach you basically is to turn into the wind because um, I guess to get into a little bit of the nerd aspect of it. Um, mm -hmm. So a parachute has a little bit of a forward thrust the way the canopy is designed. So you do have a little bit of a forward thrust. So they always teach you to turn into the wind so you're counteracting that forward thrust going into the headwind and then if it's about the same then you'll just come down steadily if the the if your canopy has a little bit more force then you'll drift forward and if the wind is a little stronger then it'll drift you back and then you can kind of you know dictate from there which side you want to land on basically and so the first two weeks you're literally learning how to do what they call a parachute landing fall which is like landing on your your feet and then your hips and then to your yeah. side and then basically roll yeah so that way you don't like land with your feet apart or anything that's going to get you injured or right. hurt or doing like what a lot of people end up doing their first couple jumps is what they call the feet ass head movement <laughs> which is exactly <laughs> what it sounds like so yeah yeah it's where you get a little bit too much backward thrust and you don't adjust properly yeah. and you assist your feet your ass and then you topple over and then <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call ass over tea kettle yep. <laughs> yeah and then so, so, some people just kind of eat it coming into it's it's one of those things you you have to you actually do legitimately have to learn so you can't yeah. just kind of skate through the the, the training it of like oh this silly. is this is silly why am i doing yeah. this for you know 10 hours a day learning how to fall on the ground basically <laughs> but the first time you jump out and then you know you're you're falling down to the to the ground and you're like okay yeah like i do need to know how to do this actually so but i love skydiving so yeah, I know, you, you, you've done the you've done like the free fall version though, right? Yeah, and yeah. I've always gone tandem, so I've yeah. never jumped on my own. And obviously, you going through airborne school, you dive on your own, right? There's nobody um, strapped to your back. No, I, yeah. So what you yeah you have a, a static line which is hooked up to your parachute pack that you have on, and the static line is hooked up to an anchor line cable inside the aircraft. And depending on um, what type of unit you end up in, most of the time the traditional airborne jumps are done out of the side door of the aircraft. Mm -hmm. um, I was fortunate enough to be in a special operations unit where they did tailgate jumps, which I think was a little oh, bit cooler. That's so, badass. Yeah, that was that was fun. Yeah. Oh, that would be so yeah. fun. And we got to do. Oh, we we had to do, do certain that. like out of like Chinook helicopters and things nice. like that, like different, yeah. So different wow. experience, definitely. But okay. um, when you're in airborne school, it's that that side door jump where you you kind of just come down the line with your static line. You hand off your static line to the jump master right at the end, mm -hmm. and you just turn and jump out the the side door there, and you get hit with a very strong side thrust, basically. Right. And, they teach you to keep a tight body position, count to three, you know, one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand. If your parachute doesn't open, then you have a problem, obviously. So you have a, uh, a reserve chute, which is pretty much like a fanny pack, worn like a fanny pack right, right. in front of you. And it's got a really big uh, metal ripcord on there, and you just pull that. Luckily, I never had to do this in real life. Yeah, I was so. going to ask you, is, yeah. did the, did the uh, primary chute never not, I, I've, not I always, I, I always, it always opened at the count of three or slightly before that. So, so it's timed out. It, you don't, you don't activate the parachute. No, it, yeah, because all the static lines are at a specific uh, length. And gotcha. I forget the, and when I forget, the, yeah, when I the forget, static line pulls, it and the pulls static line's chute connected you. directly to the part that opens uh, your parachute gotcha. on your pack. Yeah. So as soon as you hit the end of the static line, it's going to pop open the top of your parachute, and then so you really don't have your to, parachute. Yeah. You, there's not a like not a lot of thought in, involved, other than other than keep just, your shit together. Yeah. Think. And and make sure that if and you if nothing happens if hit, after three, if you hit four one thousand and you're, <laughs> you're still falling, yeah. then grab your groin, yeah, grab that fanny pull, pack, pull, yeah, pull that big metal thing on your crotch, and yeah, Damn. and then because because also and they they showed us this on a dummy actually in airborne school they throw it like off the top of a tower you know with the, the 
with yeah. the reserve chute on there and you're you're literally horizontal with if you do the uh the reserve chute because right. it's coming out of your midsection basically so you gotta you gotta hold your body because it's either it's gonna like yeah you know, bend you backwards which, which right? the funny part is that they never taught you how to land when you open the reserve chute oh, so, shit. so i guess um, you're on your own yeah. when you do that <laughs> pretty much maybe, maybe some other people that went through airborne school had a different experience than i did but i just remember them throwing the dummy from like the top of the tower yeah. and being like this is what happens if you have to use your reserve chute and they that never went over the proper landing procedure if you had the reserve chute that so. was my next question if there was anybody that you had gone to school with that that actually had to do that there there was one guy in airborne school that i know his um his his backup chute opened after he landed oh really which is weird because and it might have just been when he was transitioning his equipment and things like that because you do have to pack your own parachute as well when you land like which there's a whole method to that right um there there is in a tactical situation you basically just ball it up throw it in your bag and you go because you gotta move fast yeah um in airborne school they take they teach you to do what's called a figure eight roll where you kind of take it from one end and then you have your other arm extended and you kind of just do like the little weave with your arms yeah and then you pack it into your chute that way a little Um, bit more neatly and that makes it a little easier when you have to do the chute shake out as well and they hang it from uh like meat hooks almost kind of and then they they raise up your parachutes and you shake out all the crap that's in there and then you clean it out and then you repack it in your bag all nice and tight so when you actually get into theater situations you don't have time for yeah the if you're in a tactical situation you're just, just gonna ball it up throw it or you're just gonna leave it there yeah it, like exactly. if, it, if it was a real situation right. like that yeah right so. so did you have to ever do any any did you see any theater in that type of respect as far as an airborne operation no no um but i did deploy twice to iraq once was in 2008 going into 2009 and then the other time was the end of 2009 basically until the end of 2010 about a 10 month period it's wow. pretty freaky time to so, be there. And it, it was it was kind too. of a it yeah. was it was a weird time as far as the the history of the world because you know, it was where the the troops were kind of drawing down a little bit, and they announced. I remember we had a big joke about it because they announced on CNN one day that like the last combat mission in Iraq has been completed, and the war in Iraq is over. You know, in quotation marks, and right. mm-hmm. we would all joke with each other like, "Oh, we don't have to work anymore. Like the war is over." And you're like, still there. Yeah, we're still there, and we still have you know five or six months to go in our deployment. You right. Know? So that was just the joke day in and day out. It was like, "Oh, you didn't get that done today? That's uh, fine. The war's over anyway." oh man i I just can't imagine you know going through that so i'm so grateful for those of you that do and especially you because i know we've grown to know you so well Mm -hmm. and i don't associate you with being a soldier i associate you with being my friend but knowing that you got that soldier in you makes you that much more of a badass yeah and, and for me personally it just seemed like it was kind of a different life and for me personally, like when I got into the military, it was because I was at a stage in my life where I was probably a little immature and like didn't have a lot of guidance in my life. And the military helped me with that as far as like learning, you know, structure in your life and learning that there's there's consequences to not doing things properly. Mm-hmm. And if you want to advance, you have to do things to a certain standard. I mean, even if it's not a, you know, a big industrial organization like the army, you know, you still have structure at a company that you work at and if you want to advance in that then you have to meet certain standards in that and so you like with any experience in life that I feel you you take away from it what you want Mm -hmm. so um 
like the the experiences and situations weren't always enjoyable for me and I consider myself one of the lucky people because I don't suffer from the things like PTSD and I don't suffer from the things you know like combat related injuries and things like that so I'm actually like I'm incredibly lucky that I've never had to deal with anything like that so most of my at like the animosity that I might have had towards the army was just like I didn't agree with the way things were ran sometimes you know sure, like right. and it's all relative you know like I was sitting here complaining about things whereas somebody who had gotten their leg blown off in combat you know has real struggles that they're going through and I'm complaining because I have to stay at work for a few more hours or something you know like yeah. there, right. you still have that uh, it's, experience it's of relativity yeah you still have that experience of relativity even in a situation sure, like that so yeah. well I, I'm. Thank you for telling your story and sharing sharing what you have. And I think it might be time for a game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Will you hand me those mason jars, please? <laughs> Haley's got I'm her mason jars here. I'm secretly working on a, a project over yeah. here. And then I'll, I'll put a little shameless plug out there as well. Yeah, too. please guys, do before we get started. If with you the guys game. want to follow me on my journey of becoming a stand-up comic, you guys can follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Shindig Comedy. That's S H I N N. D-I-G-G comedy um, Facebook or Instagram um, I'm always posting what shows I have coming up um, and I'm always inviting you know, Brandon and Haley to shows that they'll eventually come to someday hey, so. hey. <laughs> late nights are tough for us okay. I know, yeah, it's you, always you, during you get, the week yeah, too I, yeah, well you know I'm, I'm starting you know to score some weekend we shows yeah so <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, so we will definitely make a week. I know you got to give you guys uh, I got to give you guys a little bit of a hard time. Uh, and, I know. and actually, uh, Rob made it out to one of my shows when they were coming into town oh. well, for the uh, Jim Jeffries show. Well, Rob made it. Now I feel like an asshole. You know what? All right, like <laughs> I, I like I just invited them like expecting them to say no because I you know, they're always busy when they're in town. Yeah. So, um, but they happen to I guess have the night free so Rob and Christina graced me with their presence at one of my shows oh, that's um, and that's awesome. actually one of the biggest um, reinforcements I think I got actually was from Rob because oh, really? he saw me do a performance and like I was just a surprised that he showed up and afterwards when he came up to me the first thing he said to me was like you know I would tell you if you sucked or not <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but you know, did that, he tell that, you that, you that, didn't that, that's an interesting way to start things out so when he said <laughs> that I was like oh shit okay here we go like but he was like no actually he's like you did very well he's like I think you have a lot of potential you know he's a lot of echoed a lot of the same sentiments I had heard before and to hear that from somebody who actually was kind of a comedic influence for me at least personally you know growing up listening to the rad show uh, you know Rob has always been I think kind of a com uh, comic influence for me because he does have that sarcastic edge to a lot of his humor sure. mm -hmm. and he does you know he makes a lot of like those ridiculous analogies of things that mm -hmm. are that people find humorous or like you know he'll take something just way over the top with an example or mm -hmm. like a, a little skit that he plays out or something so I see a lot of that actually in a lot of the material that I do because a lot of things I do will be like over the top exaggerations about things and like sarcastic observations about things so subconsciously I think that the rad show does have a little bit of influence on my on my comedy that's awesome my comedy styling so I was one of the ones that was uh, corrupted by listening to the rad show for excellent so, long. so. Well, that's awesome man thank <laughs> you I'm sure Rob will appreciate that as well that's right yep so right on man well thank you for uh, thank you for telling your story Absolutely. and we have this game called freedom of speech America Who found the game Mrs. Brandon found the game. Because Mrs. Brandon is what? 
hilarious. And a protector of the First Amendment. And, and the awesome. coolest person ever. And we are about <laughs> to get into this. Uh, we, we just tried playing this game. So it's basically like uh, charades or Pictionary with words. We get a card. It's we have more to... like taboo. Okay, taboo. So you gotta Perfect. say, you gotta get people to say the word on the card without saying without, the words on the card. Yeah, without yeah. acting it out, without without saying it right. If it's a rhymes if it, with if it's do if the word is doobie, you can't say it's a word that rhymes with booby but with a d. Yeah. You can't say right. That. And right you can't so like point to. I guess for example, the card I pulled out is chubby. This is Brandon's boobies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if we wanted to explain chubby, we would have to say like uh, it's what I get when I'm not quite. All the way hard, but like semi hard. <laughs> it's like, what you call cute little babies that have excess oh, fat. I was yeah. talking about erections. So yeah. there's lots of ways. He was talking about getting can, like a half chub. Yeah, th- there's chubby. lots of ways you can play the game. Yeah. Exactly. It's yes. all about perception. It's it all up to interpretation. Yes. So we're gonna get into some freedom of speech, and it, I ho- I think it'll be pretty funny. So uh, we're gonna take a break here, and we'll be back with some freedom of speech. <laughs> well, that's his microphone. No, yeah. it's so <laughs> smell it. No. Smell it. I'm not gonna smell it. my finger. I'm not gonna smell it. Smell my finger. <laughs> it doesn't get on the microphone. Yeah, it does. The aromas. Rub it in your eye and see if you get pink eye. My I brown eye. For sure. Rub it on my brown eye. No. Well, my eyes are brown. Don't so. do that. Don't you remember what happened when I? I got pink eye from. The New Mexico Albuquerque Airport. I won't get pink eye. I won't get pink eye. That's awful. What? I got pink eye from Albuquerque. (laughs) You shouldn't have shit on your fingers. I didn't. I cried. You shouldn't have shit (laughs) on your fingers and then cried. I didn't. I laid down on an airport seat. (laughs) You shouldn't do that. I learned my lesson. It took me two weeks to recover. Just as soon as one eye got better, the other Would you, one. like, rub your face, like, in the seat cushion? I was crying. I was flying <laughs> oh. home from when Jenny moved out to New Mexico, and I went with her, and oh. I was crying in the airport, and I, like, I grabbed napkins and stuff, but I don't know. I I came home, and, like, the day after, like, my eye was, like, swollen shut, so I got that dealt with, and then it hopped to the other eye, and I was like, this is some bullshit. And it smelled like poop. It did not. That's what happens. It smells like poop. All right, so the object of freedom of speech is to collect 21 cards, right? The first one to to collect 21 cards wins. And in order to procure a card, you need to correctly guess the phrase, word, whatever it is that's on the card um, as uh, each person... We take turns We've for a timer. The game because yeah, so it's a, it's a it's a game normally played for four to twenty players. Teams uh, in teams, broken up into even teams. But because there's only three people here, we've basically broken up to each person takes a turn reading off what the cards say um, without saying what the cards say, and that'll make more sense as we play the game. Uh, but 
then the other two people will try to guess what the card says and if they correctly guess it they get that card it's if they like, correctly guess um, what it says on the card like yeah. taboo yeah yeah it's like taboo, taboo. or pictionary or charades or right it's a guessing game so we are going to do our best to uh try not to offend anybody and uh, make this a good, clean fight. <laughs> so there's a 60-second timer and a button we're going to hit, and, and we have to read beeping. as many cards and win as many cards in each 60-second round. And uh, so who do we want to Who do we want to go first? Mike, you want to be the first reader? I'll, I'll go ahead and kick this off. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. All right. So hit the button here. All right. Hit the button. And Let's do this and Freedom you. of speech. Wait, hold on. Well, hold on. we got to turn it Did on. It, oh. Oh, you didn't turn it on. I was like, why is it not making any noise? You got it. Oh, shit. Okay. So this was a character from uh, Brandon's favorite show. Uh, the main character. Heisenberg. Uh, Walter White. Walter White. Ah, you it. Said it first, oh, nice. So Brandon got it. That's perfect. All right. Uh, this is a derogatory term for a white person. A wigger? <laughs> um, a not cracker? offensive. There we go. All right. Okay. <laughs> Less offensive. Thank you. All right. What the hell is this? Okay, um, I, I'm not even really sure how to describe this. Um, like, something you would tell a kid plus a shape? Huh? Um, oh. Like, think of, like, oh, like, like, how would you, like, describe, like, if a child was trying to touch a shape inappropriately? This is a terrible card that I drew. What the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> My time's gonna fuck. Skip it. Oh, what was it? It was no-no square. No-no How the hell no do you square? describe no-no oh, square? What the no-no, hell is this? I think a no-no square is like a timeout zone. What the, okay, so like none I, of us have know. kids, first of all. So I don't like, know. Okay, so I've never some, heard right. of that. So like, sometimes we'll get like, cards like this. How would you describe no-no square? <laughs> like, uh, I, I know I kind of went like the weird kid-touching route, but like... How else do you go? How, how, I, I, where do you I, go with that? I don't know. I honestly don't know. So when we get cards like that, just be like, uh, I don't know, pass, and just okay. throw it away. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, because that because was, that that was painful. Like, that's impossible. <laughs> that was painful, yes. We had some hard ones. That's okay. It happens. That's what she said. Okay, go. Nobody? All right. Ready? <laughs> oh, we got it. She said hard. Go. Ready? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you ready? Are you guys ready? It's not. Uh, it's not on me. I can control this round. Oh, um, they exist for a reason. Gods. They exist for a Seat reason. Uh-huh. This is one of my sayings. They exist for a reason. Rules. It's kind of a racist term. What the huh? hell? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, God, why do I not have the definition for this in my brain? Um, you might say some type of people do that a lot. It makes it a... Have don't it? live up to that stereotype. Thank oh. you. Wow, that was rough. <laughs> oh, you both have a pair of these. Nuts. Balls. But they're extra Testicles. long follicly. Pubes. What? Follicles. <laughs> Follicles. Follicles. Like Lots hair. of them. Pubes? Yeah. I already said pubes. You have pubes. a pair of follicly nuts. What are they called? <laughs> oh, hairy nuts. Testicles. It's hairy balls. Oh, my God. I said hairy nuts. That's close enough. <laughs> Are we getting into a semantics argument? That is no. terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, you guys didn't know what follicles were. I know what follicles are. are hit your, yeah, hit the button. All right. Um. Some say it will freeze over one day. Hell. Yeah. Ah, good job, Bailey. <laughs> got that. All right. Uh, come on. Um. Nope. 
<laughs> he just went straight past all that. Was that was the yeah. Iranian nuclear program. Okay. You were never yeah. going to get that. Um, Pete Surfers say it while they're riding away. Calabunga. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Could have went Ninja Turtles also. Um, it's a very controversial football team because they represent... Patriots. A, nope. They represent a uh, Native American oh, tribe. Redskins. Redskins. Yep. Oh. Uh... She is one. A ginger? Yep. Uh. <laughs> um, it's a browser. It's not Chrome. It's not Internet Explorer. It's Firefox. Yep. Bam. Uh, uh, no. Um, cup check. Oh, you could have done cup check. <laughs> Toss it. <sighs> Couldn't get it out, but that last one was tickle the pickle. Ooh. That would have been, been difficult. To describe. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. And, and where we're we at right now? I've Let's only got one card. Round, I have four cards. Three. And Haley's got three. This yeah. is how it went when the first test round we went. I barely got any cards, and then you two got crazy amounts of we, cards. We, we both had 20 until you, you read the last is card. Is that because I just, I'm able to give the clues really well, and you guys are just able to just snag cards off of really me? We're just really good guessers. That yeah. must be it. You guys are good. Yes. Well, if he was able to get that many cards, that would suggest I was giving good guesses, too. Yeah, maybe. I feel I feel like I'm kind of in the middle of like you know like mom and dad arguing. Like, <laughs> no. Are you guys getting a divorce? Is it my fault? <laughs> lucky, lucky you two Christmases. I like yeah, how you'd like to take credit for the fact that we that I won that round. By the way, you did. Yes, very yeah, well. Yeah, you had to take credit. But yeah, but it, it was a test run, so it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, here we go. Ready? Okay, uh, big titties, boob job, um, like plastic surgery. Uh, double D's. Bam. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, this is something that Haley probably has hidden under the bed. Double D's. <laughs> <laughs> but what would she put the double D's uh, in? <laughs> a shoebox, a box. Uh, but it's a it's a it's a a, a stimulation item for oh, women. Oh, a dildo. Uh, the, uh, the vibrator. vibrator. Bam. <laughs> I got that one. Good job. All right. Uh, this is a British term for um, like a stupid person. Twat? Like an idiot, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 like think think of like a really twerp. British term though. Really uh, British term. Like you bloody idiot. Huh? Moron. Huh? Buffoon. Come on! You guys are killing <laughs> Come on. me here. Ah. Yeah, gave me more clues. Um, uh, it can also be a term for jerking off. A wanker. wanker. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got both got that at the buzzer. Oh. Uh, drop it in the box. Right. We don't get it. <laughs> no points. All right, Haley, you're up. Ready? Go. Oh, uh, your mom loved these. Double the D's. <laughs> your mom loved these. Oh. Bacon is uh, made from them. Pigs. pigs. That was a very specific hint I'd like to add. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's very a personal. conspiracy yeah. theory that the... Uh, Moon landing. 9-11. JFK. Was it? <laughs> I screwed that one up. What was it? I said two. I said one of the words on the card. Oh. I know. I was close. It, I said was. That was the problem. Oh. Um, you like to do this Masturbate. Um, to your girlfriend when you want to get her attention to have sex. Uh, you, you might cup your balls this way. Another word for cupping your balls and playing with them. You, uh, uh, it's like a way of touching teasing, or tickling groping? or kind of groping. Um, uh, Copulate. Uh, kind of. Uh, fondle. Oh, oh, <laughs> fondle your testicles. That was a good one. I mean, cup the balls was probably the greatest thing said so far. So. <sighs> okay. You guys ready? 
I'm ready. Okay, so it's a fancier. Oh shit! I said the word. It was tickle, my, <laughs> tickle my fancy. Tickle my fancy. <laughs> All right. Um, it's when you're not dating, but you have Friends sex. With benefits. Yep. Damn. Um, it's what you get to enhance the chest area. A breast in, uh, enlargement Boob or boob job. Boom. Really? Boob job. <laughs> Highbrow. Um. It's a. Uh, <laughs> can't see that even either. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, it's a term referred to homosexuals. Gays? Like, yep. <laughs> the uh, gays. The gays. Uh, they're institutions where kids go. Um, Juvenile But hall. they're actually um, located in an urban area. Um, YMCA? Inner city schools. Oh. Gosh, that was tough. I gave you, I got some tough cards there. Yeah, I was. Woo. All right, so after round two. All right, yeah, where are we at here? I have four, five, six. Mike has six. I have five. Haley has five. I have three. Oh, all right. Man, this is tough. This All right. Inner city schools. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of these are like some pretty hard to describe. Yeah. I know. And the, and the only reason I, draw, I had to drop one of the cards was because I actually said was, not in the term of I'm going to read part of this but card. But it was part of the answer. But it was though. part of the damn answer. Yeah. I need the pipe. Sir. What pipe? Oh, uh, the pipe to... Uh, the peace pipe. Work for the pup, the plumbing. Yes. The plumbing, right? The plum, plumbing. The, the camp. Camp ground, plumbing. Bad Why are you pipes? being weird? Yeah. Why are you being weird? Yeah. All right, here we go. Um, so if somebody has... Uh, the items on their teeth that help straighten Braces. them out. Braces. But what would you call somebody that has Brace a face? You guys both said that at the same time. <laughs> Alright. Um, <laughs> this, this is uh, the, the slang term for you guys' hometown. The Ville? What? The, the, the general area? Sack town? Sack? Oh, sack. It's literally just S-A-C, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Alright. Okay. Um, um, like hitting somebody with a bamboo stick is a form of what? Torture. What kind Chinese of torture? torture. Chinese torture. <laughs> All right. Uh, the worst band in the world ever. Ye- Motley Crue. Worse than that. Guns N' Roses. Like the worst. Tesla. Absolute worst. Nickelback. Boom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, this is also something Haley has at home under her bed. Cats. <laughs> Dildo. Oh. Dildo. <laughs> See, we don't keep them under the bed. No. They're on the like they're on top they're of probably, the dresser. They're probably just out like on the dresser no well, they're one on of, the one, one of the vibrators on the couch. is on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, True story, bro. Uh, hey, have you ever answered that instead of the phone on accident one no. time? Oh shit. No. No, that's too big. <laughs> too, yeah. <laughs> you ready? Is it my turn? No, yeah, it's you, yeah. Okay. Oh, so um, kids with divorced parents come from these... Broken homes. Wow. (laughs) Uh, You guys might like to do this between a woman's boobs. Motorboat. Oh! (laughs) What? When you text somebody late at night... You up? It's a... Booty booty call. call. You guys. <laughs> he said it. No, you okay, said it first. So it. Okay. All right. Um, we blamed Trump's presidency on these. The Russians. They were... Russian spies. Russian uh, collusion. They get into our computers. Hackers. hackers. Russian hackers. Damn it. Ah. <laughs> People are debating that this shouldn't exist. Uh, it's got pineapple and uh, Canadian Hawaiian pizza. Hawaiian pizza. 
Um, Sublime wrote a song about it. Date rape. Prison rape. Oh. No, the song was about date rape, but the prison rape was at the end of the song because yes. the guy committed date rape, which is what you deserve if you do commit date rape. Shit. Okay, so where are we at after that round? <laughs> Who threw shart in the thing? You did. You, you took that card out of my hand because I pulled a double. <laughs> that would have been a great one. It's been, it's been ruined now. It's so, ruined. Um, where are we guys? Where are we at? I still only have four cards. Did you did you read your round though? Not yet. Yeah. You, oh, the, we gotta wait. The, yeah, you're oh, the okay. end of the round. My yeah. bad. My bad. So stand by <laughs> for the countdown. Here we go. Uh, he is currently in Russia for exposing. Edward Snowden. Snowden. Yep. Damn it. Oh. oh, oh. oh. Um, these are. Things told about people with particular colored hair, um, and they're humorous. What? <laughs> um, and they're stereotypical, so... Blonde jokes? Yep. Oh. Uh, it, oh, uh, it was caused by mosquito bites. Malaria. Nope. It was uh, more recent. Malaria. Nope. She uh, just said Ebola. that. No, it was more recent, and it was caused by mosquito bites. West Nile virus. Um, no, the letter that it starts with is at the end of the alphabet. Zika. Yep. How oh, damn. Woo. Uh, shit. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> well, rape culture? Uh, rape culture. Oh, you could have said something about, like, how like, supposed like to describe this, is that? A, this is the thing that, like, feminists scream so about all the time. Or oh, my so God. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, God. I have nine. I have four. I think, I think he's going to kick our ass this round. We'll see. What do you have, Michael? I got four, nine, nine. and Mike has eleven. Okay. Slightly ahead. Okay, so we got to go to only two ahead. We still just need to get to to twenty-one. <laughs> this is an early game. <laughs> We're all having fun. This is not overly no, competitive anyway. Stressed out here. Yeah, yeah. All right. Here we go. Okay, um, if you don't end up hooking up with somebody, you end up here. Friend zone. Blue balls. Oh. Haley got <laughs> it. <laughs> All right. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, this is a very uh, a dated uh, racist term for uh, a certain demographic of people. I don't want to say the N-word. No, it, it, it's, it's not the bad one, but it's like, it's, if somebody said it now, you'd be it would be a very outdated term. I don't want to start this saying this. terrible things. clue. Yeah, it is. It's we should probably broad. skip this one. All right. Yeah, I don't want to start saying okay. the things I know. Um, so, if you, if, so if you bust a nut inside a girl, you're going to have this. Cream pie. But uh, if, if you're not together with her and you're worried about having kids. Oh, baby. A bastard? Bastard uh, child, but like the the guy's end, he's gonna have more of this uh, child support. Uh, he's Alimony. gonna be he's gonna be more worried because of pregnancy scare. Oh. <laughs> Damn it! Yes, the other one. If you guys are wondering, you don't want to know because there's no artful way to articulate that. But I'm gonna show Brandon. And well, yeah, we, don't need to, we don't need to do that one. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So they agree. Some with of these me are that, a little too offensive. <laughs> so they they agree with me that that one was that one was too hard. To, yeah. Uh, to we, articulate. Don't, we don't need to have that apology email. Yeah, no, we don't. No. <laughs> you guys ready? Yep. No. Oh, uh, we like to smoke these at concerts. Joints. Joints. There's another term for them? Uh, Doobies. Shit. <laughs> what? Bam! Come on. <laughs> um, 
They were like the star character in um, Jurassic Park. Clever Dinosaurs. girl. Oh, uh, raptors. Velociraptor. Oh, yes. It's sort of like a, a, a white lie. A uh, but it's a filthy, tiny fib. Dirty little lie? No. Dirty little liar. Dirty little... Other... Not liar, though. Dirty lying bastard. <laughs> dirty... Tiny? Dirty little... Dirty little... Filthy, <laughs> tiny... Dirty little... <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Dirty little secret. Oh my oh, god, it's a buzzer! It's a buzzer! <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Uh, Brandon's having so much fun. Right God, now. <laughs> this is good. All right. Okay, so this is a. Uh, <laughs> are you serious? I'm holding that to the side because that is impossible. Um, this is somebody who predicts things in the in psychic. psychic. Yep. Oh, Haley got that. Right. Uh. This is a thing you wear around your neck, and it's made of uh, things that are pulled off of... Puka uh, shell necklace? Nope. It's pulled off of birds. Fe- oh, oh, feather boa? Uh, yep. Uh, it's what's referred to when you kind of spill over... Boob, um, boobage? No, over your waist. Uh, oh, fupa. donut? And it's also a, a pastry that you Muffin can... Muffin top. Yep. Ah. Uh. Ah. Uh. Uh, you can eat them, but you can also wear them, and they're usually worn in the uh, naughty region. E- edible underwear. Yep. Hey. Okay, uh, what's the one? What okay. you put off to the side? So the one I put off to the side was under the butt nut hut. <laughs> How? There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> Are you gonna describe that? Under that, that, the butt. That, that without nut giving hut. any of those that words. That would have been a killer. Yes. So. Under the butt nut hut? What nope. the fuck is that in the first place? <laughs> oh, damn. Haley. Haley, my goodness. She's a lady. <laughs> I gave myself whoa, a round of applause. She's a lady. <laughs> Talking about my little lady. <laughs> okay, okay. And right, lady yes. the <laughs> uh, Are we recording this? Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did we get all that gold? I have thirteen. Oh, Haley's right. How many on do you there. have, Mike? Fourteen. One, two, three, four, <laughs> five. <laughs> five. But Brandon is having the most fun out of all of us. Brandon's though. like Pluto. He takes like <laughs> forever to make a rotation. <laughs> It's because I'm giving all like the bombest clues, and you guys are just collecting cards off of me. <laughs> it's because me and Haley actually have a code that we worked out. Yeah, earlier, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. All right, all right here we go. Okay, this is uh, like a new fad that uh, skanky girls do on Instagram. They also do it in the clubs. Selfies. Um, it's 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 a dance move. Twerk. Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, um, this is when you invite somebody over under the guise that you're going to watch movies, but you're really... Netflix and chill. chill. That was the same time. <laughs> she did say it first. I'll give it to her. All yeah, right, she there we go. Okay, um, so if a girl is hot except for... Butterface. Her... All right. God, <laughs> uh, um, So if a burlesque girl has this on her, like... On Pasties. Her, on her boobs, what, what are those? 
Nipple More tassels. Specific. There we go. <laughs> okay. Um, what the hell is that? Okay, I'm skipping that one. Um, uh, this is a dad that has kids, but he's still hot. Dilf. Boom. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and the last card that I drew at the buzzer, which we don't get to do, unfortunately, is what Brandon is. Oh, <laughs> that's fucked up. I'm just kidding. Okay. Here's the one the that I pulled. Does anybody douche, know what the, the fuck burkini yes, is? Actually, it's what the um, hell is that? So, it's you ever heard of a burka? Yeah. It's, it's a, a swimsuit oh, with the burka, like burka built in for them. I it's a real know, thing. I did not know such a thing yeah. existed. I, I would not enlightened today. I would not have been able to do that because I can't remember. How do you describe which, that? It's my turn to read, sir. Also, yep. don't read the card before you hit the buzzer. <laughs> That's a rule. Oh. Um, I don't remember which, like, culture or religion wears, like, the burqa or the hijab. Like, they have so many different ones, and I don't remember them, and I don't uh. want to confuse them. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that, that would have been dangerous yeah. to try to go down that road. That, could have been totally racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, all right, all right. That's how we absolve ourselves. Hit the button for me. By going... <laughs> Oh, they're trying to get this for um, one of the shooters. Death penalty? Jeez. Oh, slutty girls that have a stamp on their brain. stamp. No, they are what... Thoughts. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's simpler. Skanks. Just... Whores. Slutty girls. Tramps. I'm just tramps? It. It's just it's tramp. It's just tramp. Tramp. Just tramp. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, if you squatted in the woods and got an itchy thing on your uh, nether regions, you might be saying you have... An itchy asshole? <laughs> uh, what do you get in the woods if you rub up against a plant and you go home and it poison makes... Poison oak? <laughs> poison ivy on genitals? Oh, oh my god. You guys, come on. <laughs> that, that one was a little too specific. That was hard. Yeah. Too right? Tough. Yeah. Too tough. All right, here we go. Yeah, we, we were nowhere in the ballpark either. Hey. <laughs> ballpark. <laughs> All right. Um, so, <laughs> the government's trying to uh, make this not happen, but researchers are trying to make it happen, and they Climate come... Climate change? No, and they come from uh, the female area, and it's, like, Abortions? super controversial. Oh, uh, uh, stem cells. Yeah, but they come... Stem cell uh, research? And they come from where? Abort- Embryo? <laughs> yep. Embryonic stem cells. Embryonic stem cells. Alright. I got enough of it. <laughs> uh, you get these when you don't want to gain weight, but you throw up, or you don't... Eat. Eating disorder? Oh shit! I said eat. Oh, damn it! Eating disorder. Yeah. Is it? yeah. So uh, President of the United States, Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. <laughs> I don't know who said that first. We have to check the audio on that one. Uh, <laughs> it's another nickname for mm. Mm. twigs and berries. Mm. What was it? Twigs and berries. Twigs and berries. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you guys both said Donald Trump at the same time. I don't know. I could throw that one in the in the pile there for the sake of. Competition. Where are we at? One, two, two three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Seventeen. Oh, Mike and Haley are tied at seventeen, and I am close behind with 
One, two, six. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got one that last round. All right. <laughs> this is going to be the comeback story of the year right Come now. Comeback kid. We're going to call it right now. We're, we're gonna we're gonna choke like the Falcons in the Super Bowl. Let's do this. All right, let's do this. Um, so um, these are uh, jewelry items that you get on. Nipple rings. There we go. Okay. Um, if I say something to you that's completely not true, you would say that's what? A lie or a rumor. But what's the what's like the really harsh way of saying it? That's bullshit. Boom. <laughs> Uh, what the hell? Okay, I'm putting that one to the side. <laughs> okay, uh, this, this was a cyclist that got caught cheating. Oh, 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 Lance Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. You're close. Lance Armstrong. I said Lance Armstrong. I thought she said Neil Armstrong. He said it. Oh, God. Um, so this is a, a term for poop. Shit. Um, like it's kind of feces. A, like, um, but would you, how would you, you would, uh, butt paste? What? Oh, wow, that's terrible. <laughs> like the way I was thinking of it is like have, I'm sorry. you could say like, oh, like I dropped some Hiney butt paste glue. or something. Yeah. So the one that I put <laughs> off to the side was autistic dogs. Ooh. I don't know how I would have ever described Walter. that. Walter. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Walter. He's not here to defend he's not, himself. Yeah, like, he's not even here to. Walter doesn't know how yeah, to defend himself. That's rough. Walter doesn't know there's anything wrong. Oh, uh, what? Uh, oh, ready? Yep. There's a popular uh, group that wants to storm this right Area now. Area 51. Hmm. <clears throat> Women want this in the workforce. Equality, uh, equal pay. Ah, oh, I was so close. Everyone wishes for this, especially hippies. But World w- peace. Bam. Uh, college guys do these uh, while drinking beer, where somebody holds them upside down. Beer, uh, cake uh, stand. Shit. You can't drop these on the air. F bombs. Um, you can, but <laughs> if somebody had a really tiny dick, you might call him this needle uh, dick. But like, hold on, think it's of like centimeter. Oh, oh, uh, milli, uh, milli. Uh, millimeter Peter. Yeah. <laughs> millimeter Peter. Yeah. Oh my god. I thought that's it. You were struggling with it. So. <laughs> oh my god. You got so close too. Like oh I was god. gonna let him say it too. And he was I've never like, heard yeah. that before. I mean, I've never, I've heard, never that heard that before, before either. I've, I've never heard oh, that. Before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ladies out there, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> that's why that that saying is so foreign to so me. You want to slide into my DMs? You'll find out. All right, we should do a count. Cause... Okay. Wait, no, Brandon hasn't read yet. So... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> we could count because I might end up with like 25. Yeah, you know. Well, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> He's like, oh. uh, Steve Carell uh, played this and Michael Scott. It, it was like his most. The Office. No. Oh, 40 year old virgin. Yeah. Damn. Uh, he's the most hated character from Star Wars. Uh, Jar Jar Beaks. Yeah. I like to do this, but it's not mushrooms. It's another thing. Shrooms? No. Acid? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it it's another term for ejaculation. Coming. Yes, but it's uh, it's the stuff. Uh, jizz. Yes. Um, you put these in your rear, and you also like no anal beads. Yep. 
women <laughs> empower, women em- oh, women empowerment fe- I was gonna say feminism oh. Oh. Yeah. I like it okay. just women <laughs> that's it just women <laughs> 22. 23. Oh! oh! I've got 20. No, I got, I got one, two, three. So eight. I got eight. Yeah. Congratulations, Mike. Mm. That was perfect. That was a good game. It was. We're going to... Freedom wanna, of speech. You guys want to wrap wrap up this recording and play another round? Yeah, let's wrap yeah. up the recording. Yeah. And then we'll get really naughty because and not be judged on recordings. Yeah, that's right. Well, we, we can we can ignorant. read the ones we can, like we can allow ourselves to be yeah. ignorant and stupid. Yeah. about burkinis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you again, Mike, for doing this with us. Yeah, I mean, thanks so much for having me, guys. This was kind of easy to do. I mean, we were camping. I so. say we were coming here anyway. Yeah, so might so. as well just right. Record our shenanigans good, while we're at it. Good, good to take the easy way out. Exactly. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. The Rad Broadcast. The Rad Broadcast. The Rad Broadcast.